Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. If you were a vegetable, you'd be a cucumber. Oh, you're listening to Bandwagon. <laughs> 2020. <laughs> oh my God, we're giddy. We are giddy. We're because back. it is a new year. Oh, oh. What are you looking at me for? <laughs> just, I don't know. Keep going. Um, I'm Fanula. Welcome back to Van Wagons. I'm Breeze. Breeze. I'm sweaty. We're both we're sweaty as ever. We're New back. gals still sweating. Yeah, we're back in the studio with an old friend of ours and showbiz, busiest woman in showbiz. Oh, How else? Give her the introduction that. she deserves. Um, radio fiend, um, entertainment reporter, activist, um, sustainability queen, um, art friend in DCU formerly when we went there formerly and um, big lovely vegan big lovely vegan and now bandwagon's guest Fanula Moran to Fanula's one podcast I know can we can I be Fanula for the purpose of this as well you can be Fanula Brie Brown (laughs) FVB Um, so I think we've kind of been teasing it on social media a bit but we couldn't we couldn't let January go by again without addressing probably one of the biggest bandwagons in the last few years yeah, and as we were saying just before we started recording, we had Fanula on our list of dream episodes and veganism from the very, very beginning, like a year and a half ago. So it's taken us this long to get around to it. That's it. Um, so Fanula is in here to talk about Veganuary with us. You, which you are doing. Are you loving it? Which I am doing, yes. Um, I am enjoying it. I'm not not enjoying it, okay. I will say. Um, and it's definitely not as hard as maybe some people probably think it is. Like, I'm finding it fairly, fairly bog standard. Not that expensive, but probably more expensive than my typical shop. And I only did it because I wanted to do it for a buzz. And I love a challenge. And I wanted to cook more because my mom keeps making me dinners and they're really nice. But I feel bad because... <laughs> they're not vegan. Because I'm 24 and they're not vegan. So, <laughs> And my mom has other things to be doing. So, How long have you been a vegan? 
Uh, two years now. I actually started the same as you. I just wanted like a little kind of healthy snap into the new year. And then I found it so easy. I loved it. I actually found it cheaper when I was doing it at the time because it was before all like all these amazing things like Beyond Burgers and things hadn't really come out then or they definitely weren't in Ireland at the time. It would have been January 2018. Um, and... I just loved it and it was so much easier and I noticed a load of health perks because I'd been a lazy vegetarian before that was what my mom called me because basically just had eggs for every single meal and that gave me really bad cystic acne so oh. when I started yeah cutting all those bits out I was like glowing then and then I just found it really easy to stay lean it was really hard to overeat I actually found at the start be careful with this this month I was under eating at the start when I did that because you know if you swap over to having like a load of whole foods at the time because there wasn't that much vegan processed food now there's so much vegan processed food it's so good and um, <laughs> that I was under eating and then I I was like okay I need to eat loads more which is kind of difficult to do when it's all just good clean yeah yeah, yeah no I will say there was a night the other night where I was an arse going out and making stuff for dinner so I just made popcorn but like that's not any different to any no that you, if I wasn't doing January that's just what I would have done anyway but no I'm making loads of like pasta stuff and it's just not some recipes are hard but it's the same as if you were to look up like I don't know, some mad oxtail, something that takes hours to make, do you know? Um, did something last night, it was like nine ingredients, 30 minutes, and it was divine. Perfect. Some spaghetti thing, really would recommend. Yeah, that's the thing. I think a lot of people try and overcomplicate it when they go in, because if they're like, oh, I'm going to do like a different happy pair restaurant or a different happy pair recipe every single day, and that's like 20 million really obscure ingredients in some of them. So like, that's maybe the recipes to save for your Sundays. And then during the week, it's like your pastas or your nice stir fries, whatever kind of nice big veg thing, just throw it all together cook it on up yeah is it really hard to replace your proteins to the same level as you'd be getting from meat do you remember we we talked about that before one of your friends said you nearly have to have like a tin of chickpeas to eat I don't know if this is yeah I think I think we might have addressed it on diets briefly and I know my friend said this obviously not a qualified nutritionist doctor or anything else she was previously vegan um converted back to vegetarianism for her own reasons but she said she was finding it hard because now she would admit herself she wasn't like I don't mean to say that she was a bad vegan or whatever but like her diet was like hash browns do you know that was it and then she was like oh like if I was to get if I was to get the amount of protein I need to eat like 40 cans of chickpeas I'm exaggerating but she did give like a figure a can of chickpeas for a fillet of chicken or something yeah no even more than that I think but yeah. anyway, yeah, like, how have you found that in terms of, because it's a common argument that, like, mm. people who eat meat will be like, well, what about the nutrients? And they're banging on your doors and you're like, please leave me alone, I'm fine. I'm like, how, how does that work? i this to the documentary Game Changers because, again, not a qualified nutritionist. And I know people are very fussy about people giving that kind of information out. I am doing a course at the moment, but I'm not qualified in it yet. Ooh, yeah. that's but exciting. That said, now it's online and I was far too busy to do most of it last year. So I have yeah, to where do you get the time for this catch up now um, to get that done? But one of the things I found is that regardless, I don't count macros or anything like that. I did at the start for a little while when I realized I was under eating just to make sure I wasn't doing that anymore and to make sure there was no gaping hole in my diet that I was totally missing food groups that I shouldn't be. Um, but now, I don't know, I don't really think about it much. I think I'm too set in my ways. Maybe if I was like a little bit closer back to the newer end of trying it, I would remember what all my good protein sources was, but I never feel deprived of stuff. And like my recovery time in the gym has been brilliant. My strength has been so much better since I've been vegan, I think. And even staying lean as well has been absolutely grand. So I haven't noticed 
a lack of it where I'd be like, I feel so protein deficient, like all the memes be like, where'd you get your protein? Like a lot of it. Where'd like, you get your shades? <laughs> <laughs> the cows and stuff eat the grass to get the protein that's in them or whatever yeah. else is a very bad scientific definition. So like all of it comes from the natural world anyway. Yeah. There's going to be loads of people like scowling at this now. I don't know what you're talking about, like rah, 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 protein. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's just in like all the beans and the different bits that yeah, yeah. you've eaten throughout the course of your day anyway. Is Game Changers on Netflix? Yeah, it's so good. I think like obviously all of them have a certain amount of bias. It was a documentary that turned me vegan overnight in the first place. It was like okay. Earthlings I watched just before New Year's two years ago and I was like, oh my God, bawling from about two minutes in. There's a thing with euthanasia and dogs and just oh. after I couldn't recover myself. But I watched Cowspiracy a few months before that and I'd gone veggie for a few months and then went back for my Christmas dinner because I couldn't miss the ham and turkey. And then after that, watch Earthlings, I was like, no, I am done totally done now couldn't go back and initially it was all for the animal rights side of it which was like really really like uh, upsetting kind of had made the connection I was like no the food the pigs that I'm petting when I'm visiting Kilrotary Farm or whatever at home they're the same things that are going on the menu a few weeks later um, but now I'm kind of sticking to it more for an environmental side of it because it's just lowering my carbon emissions so I find that very calming to know that I'm kind of doing as much as I can with my food choices all the time to not be making climate change any worse um, yeah. is one of my main motivating factors still but I could totally guess I'd probably be quite more laid back about it then than anyone on the sort of animal rights side because I can see why they would get very wound up maybe about like people still eating red meat or the way it's farmed and stuff like that but I think if you're not doing it solely for that purpose it's easier to just be a bit calmer about the whole discussion yeah I remember I I'm not vegetarian or vegan or anything I'm kind of not a big fan of meat but I just love breakfast foods um, but well, I remember, yeah, why didn't you start veganuary breed because I was the text you sent to me <laughs> I had a breakfast roll first thing on New Year's Day well, and my friend, my friend made it for me in her house. I got up out of bed and without even thinking, had so like you're blaming your 800 friend. sausages. But the yeah, motto I wouldn't have done it anyway. <laughs> Don't let perfection be the enemy of good. Did you come so with your slogans? <laughs> I have a few quotes. Okay, <laughs> I know. And then I just, I just, if you cut out meat, I don't eat very well anyway. So if I cut out meat or like sausages I don't think I'd have much left or eggs like I'd we have chickens and stuff at home and I don't know what I'd see, eat see that's good eggs. for the planet though because you yeah, are having like a local nowhere miles exactly yeah. like that's perfect I don't think veganuary or like being vegan is the answer to the world's problems it absolutely won't suit anyone like Crohn's runs in my family so I know it wouldn't suit members of my family to be vegan there'd be yeah. too much fibre and stuff there it just wouldn't work for them but like if everyone was eating like whole foods kind of close to home in season produce we're laughing yeah and obviously the less cows kind of the better I don't want to annoy any beef farmers well oh, don't they will come yeah. for you but just the <laughs> no, cows make a lot of methane so like the less of them the better in that regard yeah this was actually leading me in, into my next thing because you said as you said on our all aboard episode where we talked about 2020 and I said that I wanted to kind of read up on agriculture and whatever because I didn't really have an understanding that I actually got onto Dove Songs. Yeah, he got back to us on Twitter. Um, got it. Yeah, amazing He's musician. A vegan, vegan dairy vegan farmer. Yeah. Dairy farmer. Um, so I got onto him just to ask. I was like, I'm sure it's probably a question you've come up you've come up against in terms of again from meat eaters being like well how can you be a farmer and be mm-hmm. vegan and the first thing he said was that he's a pretty relaxed vegan in the sense that like if someone gives him something and it has the example he used was if someone gave me a cup of tea and had normal milk in it I'm not going to give it back to them or like yeah. whatever so I just asked him about what they're trying to do and why he started and he made the point as well which is something that I didn't really consider but it's totally fair he has two older sisters who were vegan so you kind of followed their suit but like farming is a family enterprise so it's not a case of like you're not going to turn your back on something that you've inherited or you've grown up with it's and it's very different as you said when 
uh, like Colm said himself like all their stuff is organic it's free range it's he knows he treats the animals well but he understands that they have a life cycle to fulfill what else did he say um, what they're doing at their own farm is they're moving towards more sustainable practices so they've signed up to any and all sustainability schemes on the farm so like the sustainable beef and lamb assurance I think is what it's called and the quality assurance is another one he described both of them as grand so I don't think they're like perfect by any means but when you're in a position like that when it's your livelihood it's obviously a bit trickier and especially in a country like Ireland where a lot of people rely on that as their livelihood and I think for the farmers they probably feel like it's a direct attack on them when it's not Mm. but I can understand that as well when it's a much older generation and I don't want to say they're well no there is a lack of understanding and it's not a case of like us versus them it's right how do we all come to the table and accept that as you said not everyone's going to go vegan and Colm said that as well he was like not everyone's going to go vegan veganism isn't going to take over the world not every single person is going to be vegan it's just a case of moving forward that we're all at the same table and being like right how do we do it together Absolutely. And even with him saying those uh, projects are grand, maybe they're not perfect yet. Like it's such a new concept that how could they be perfect? Like when it's so, so new. I don't know if many people knew about climate change, like in the public sphere, even five years ago. I don't know. But um, I just think we all need to kind of go back to say the way our grandparents would have been eating. And that's like you have your red meat as a treat once a week or you have your chicken as a treat once a week. It's not this whole like breakfast, lunch, dinner, meat, 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 this kind of Burger King American sort of attitude thing that's kind of come to the fore in the last few years. Like no one ever used to eat that much red meat. And that's kind of there's other interesting documentaries like Forks Over Knives and What the Health and all those other kind of ones. What the Health, not so much more Forks Over Knives um, about what that increased meat consumption is now doing to societies, um, which is very, very interesting. Different things like cancer and diabetes levels. Yeah, Um, there has to be some connection there. Oh yeah, totally is. Like obviously, again, the documentaries, people argue that there's certain biases behind ones and there is, there isn't, I don't know. Um, But they're very interesting to watch just even conceptually, even if you weren't taking everything that they say for fact, just to see. Because didn't they say that about pork? Like a few years back that pork, there was links to pork and like some sort of cancer, colon cancer or something. Maybe. I didn't hear I about no that, but I just that up. <laughs> we would just say I just remember hearing it being a bit freaked. Yeah. Um with everything that we're talking about today, we just want to have a big open discussion. Do your own research. We're not saying anything. <laughs> yeah, not nutrition. So I'll let you know. Or just text breed. <laughs> the IFA to know a lot of breathing down our neck now. Um <laughs> what was I gonna say? What would you say if someone wants to start being vegan or give it a bash? What's like your vegan starter kit? Um, I think Holly White gives the best advice about this because I was kind of nutritionally thick going into it being like, oh, I'm going to be vegan because I watched a documentary yesterday and now I hate all the things that I was eating beforehand. She recommends just adding one more vegan meal in a week. Say maybe it's like your Monday night dinner. If you start doing that, and especially if you're batch cooking or anything, that's a really handy way to do it, then build it up that way. My go-to are stir fries. I think they are so quick. They're so handy. You can throw so much mad veg. Nuts and seeds would be, actually, that was one of the things I probably should have for the protein sources. I usually just throw a load of seeds on, throw a load of nuts on, whatever else like that. And I would kind of guarantee that that's a bit of protein there in that meal. Um, love a load of mushrooms, whack a load of mushrooms, corns, whatever else into a lovely big stir fry and get some amino acids as well. They add lots of good flavor into those as well. Um, that no one, no one can do that wrong. Like I will give someone a tenner if they can mess up a stir fry. There oh, go, here, I've done it before. Breed needs a tenner. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you as well about, where do I have it here now? The we you talked at the start of the episode about the increased number of like processed vegan products coming yes, onto the market, which so is amazing. Bad. You see, like you will, it's like good and bad in some senses because obviously you have like KFC. You're after releasing like a a vegan burger, 
uh, Burger King have a vegan Whopper. Greg's have just released a vegan steak bake on top of the success of the sausage vegan roll, sausage yeah. roll, which I still haven't tried. And I'm dying to try. We were when we were in London and Manchester around the time that it was released, and we went to every single Greg's. We saw to try and get one, and we couldn't. Oh, sellout success. Um, but I want to ask because obviously you're very into sustainability as well. Do you think there's a bit of greenwashing going on, or do you think these companies? have their heart in the right place or are they just being big bad businesses and recognising that there is a demand for these kind of products? Or is it a bit of both? I think it's a bit of both. Yeah, I think a lot of companies getting involved in all these kind of things. I don't think this is dangerous greenwashing. It's just adding options for people who are choosing a different lifestyle and some people mightn't even be choosing it for climate reasons at all. So it mightn't even be green related for them as a lifestyle choice. Um, but even say with the Burger King thing, there's kind of people coming out and not maybe doing it properly. I know there's a bit of back and forth today. Loads of people being like, their thing isn't actually vegan because they cook it where all the meats are. And if you're a real sorry, purist, yes, I heard about yeah, this. Yeah, now, yeah, I wouldn't personally care about that, but I know some people, if especially if they're on the animal right side of it, would be horrified to know that their burger has been cooked in the fat of other animals and stuff like that. But I personally wouldn't care. But there's a lot of companies that maybe need to be a little bit more transparent about the extent that their vegan menus are going to. Personally, um, I found it's kind of sabotaged my life a little bit in the last <laughs> while because when I went vegan, it was like only whole foods. I had to cook everything from scratch. It was like your porridge for breakfast, lovely seeds, whatever else, and blueberries, whatever else you like on them. And then it was like your whatever nice fresh lunch and then whole foods again for dinner. It was really, really healthy. And now cut to like a year later and I could be having like your Eddie Rockets Beyond Burger for dinner, some bougie for lunch and whatever else for breakfast. Like you could be having takeaway all day, every day. And I've been so busy with work that I found that I have been having to do a lot of that, which has been brilliant because there's been options out and about for me. But at the same time, like all vegan takeaways does not a healthy diet make so I but think but it's the same if you were eating like if you're eating meat you're takeaways me. all the time not <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think people conflating meat it's great that there's vegan options there but I think we need to be careful not to conflate it Veganism purely being vegan exactly with health but then there's the other end of that where people are getting annoyed for so long that people were conflating everything vegan had to be healthy and there is no good bakery stuff no good delicacies and then Buttercream Dublin came along set up her business Lauren she's incredible so good because I actually did a day with Vegan Sandwich Company out at the Honest Goodness Market in Glasnevin and they're next door to us and they like they're they're friends like Sam Pearson and they're good mates so we got like we, I got to like pick whatever I wanted from the stand. Oh. I got a cookie. It was so good. I got one of them a body and soul. I was like, you are speaking my language so right good. now. So I think there's a brilliant mix now. I think it just makes people's lives easier if they are going to make those lifestyle choices because before it was considered like extreme or whatever else. Like when I, I think the first vegan I ever discovered was in college when I was in final year of college living with Breed's brother Breed. in DCU shout out Kenneth you he emigrated we don't, <laughs> we don't talk about him anymore <laughs> the forgotten son off in a famine show <laughs> um, but yeah so I would have been really intrigued by her then because I'd tested stuff like doing a month of vegetarianism in college which at the time was totally like nutritionally uneducated had just moved out was only like cooking for myself grand but like trying to figure out what vegetarian was and then seeing her doing really interesting vegan cooking department it was like wizardry going around with all our different couscous bits and stuff you'll be like ooh um, so yeah I think it's the more selection the better but just be careful that you're still eating a healthy diet at the end of the day because I certainly have not been over the last while everything in moderation really Amen. Like, isn't it? I saw a tweet about the KFC burger you probably saw this the other day and it was I like I don't think I did people are ranting and raving gone mad for this new KFC vegan burger but they're by buying it they're literally putting money into the pockets of the biggest chicken killers in the world 
<laughs> like I was like, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> you were like, yeah, all right, valid points all around. Yeah. What well, I had to do a radio segment the other day, and it it came up about because we were it was Veganuary, and I think it was the KFC burger just launched. So it was it, we were doing a load of different news stories, and we did that one as well. And um, it was the last segment, and they dedicated like barely any time to it. But it was the segment where I probably felt it would have been strongest on and could have given probably the most insight. Obviously the mics went off Whatever and I was leaving I was like god I could have talked about that all day And your mom was like Yeah I own a meat restaurant Or like a burger restaurant So he was like Oh I was like oh, I could just feel like He was just having Not a bean of me Like <laughs> No I'm not no, don't tell out. Um, Unidentified But uh, he wasn't like Hateful or anything But it was just very much like He did not care Didn't really Wasn't interested in the point of view Which I thought was a bit annoying like it's not like you're going after two different audiences there like in terms of if someone's listening and they're like mm, I'm intrigued yeah most of, do you know like it's it's not necessarily you can try vegan eating without giving up their red meat like you can try do like a few meals a week you don't need to be like I'm never gonna have a burger again so yeah. yeah then you get into the labeling debacle which I've seen raging over the last while which I find really interesting there's been this big push now from people moving away from labeling their diets at all which I'm fully in support of and then people can choose to like do just general healthy eating that's like got a veg focus or whatever else like that because I think it was Caroline Calloway last week was like I'm vegan plus salmon we're like that's not a oh, thing Caroline not Calloway thing. at it again yeah, yeah. yeah no I, I, th- I think because to be honest and I'm noticing it now because from doing veganery like I would say I'm I'm pulling a Caroline Calloway on it now describing myself but I would have said I was probably like 85% vegetarian but I would never have said vegetarian because I knew I would yeah, sleep me the other time and, and like whatever. I don't want to piss anyone off or like because yeah. I know again for me it's purely environmental and it's a selfish reason that I can't see the cute little animals or whatever for what they are and not have my position be from an ethical perspective but they're two different ar- for some people it's for both reasons but I think for a lot it's two separate arguments for, I think so anyway I'm It not totally sure. is No it is And I would have gone into it From the animal route And I think I have gotten A lot more peace myself Now being on the climate end of it Because I found There was like Too much bad news Thrown at you Graphic stuff Thrown at you all the time When you're from the animal rights Point of view And maybe that was just The echo chamber That I was sitting in On social media It was just a bit like uh, And you just get a bit stressed Then if you're surrounded by other people who aren't in that I don't know how my brain turned off the animal rights side of it I still care about the animals but I'm going I down you, yeah, yeah. the fighting for that kind of root of stuff so much and I think at the start I would have gone do you know when your eyes are open to something and you're like everyone else needs to know about this this is the most pressing thing in the world I would have shared some kind of graphic stuff at the start and that's not fair to do to other people I think if people want that information they should go and seek it so like on my Instagram stories initially when I'd watched that documentary Earthlings I was like I can't believe this is happening how did I not know this is happening how do other people not know this is happening and trying to share that with the world um, but now that's like from a climate point of view I think it's much nicer and you don't get bad backlash um, to just put out like the good bits of news and the positive changes that people can make into the world and then everyone can feel a little bit empowered instead of everyone feeling like totally terrified and overwhelmed and not wanting to do anything then yeah I feel like I went in a bit of a a weird no I was gonna ask then so would you say because I know and Colm said it as well like he used to be in a load of like groups on Facebook for vegans and they would have like a minority or whatever there would be people in it who maybe they didn't identify as radical vegans but they were radical vegans in that I don't even have examples and I should have looked it up like absolutely mad shit in terms of asking questions or like giving out to other people for buying sorry this is vague I don't know if this is the exact instance but I know there was one asking about she owned a cat or something and wanted to was feeding a cat food and everyone else is going 
batshit about it yeah. or it might have been that she was trying to feed an all vegan diet and everyone else is like what are you doing I don't know <laughs> do you think there still is a faction of those people there and is and I think they give their movement um, like I get where they're coming from and I think that is their anxiety about like everyone needs to be doing the right thing you're doing the wrong thing like you're killing other things by feeding your cat cat food or something like that like ridiculous like not ridiculous if that's what they believe in whatever else like fair like believe that but I don't think it's the same thing with like religious zealots anyone else if you're pushing your beliefs onto someone that's not okay like it's all well and good to have a civilised discussion and try and bring like explain your point of view and then hear their point of view and that kind of thing but it's the shoving opinions down people's throats I think the main offender for those is like the Dublin vegan group I know Sam and Colin both have shared mad stuff yeah. that goes on in that Colin's on Twitter since he was like I can't like my yeah, mental I'd, health like, I'd just... do the same I wouldn't have the spare time and to be honest it's just a part of my life I know I'm here talking about a broadcast but it's not like a part of my life that I invest a lot of time into it's just kind of a thing that I do now yeah. whereas I think maybe those groups is more if you're looking for education or something like that or debates I don't know um but yeah I, I would steer clear of those from a personal perspective yeah do you think one person can make a difference because totally. that's another argument that that's people the main use. thing that I love about it and why I've stuck with it is because if you look at the stats and I don't have them tanned because I'm not a numbers person but the stats about eating a vegan diet even for one day or even for one meal the amount of water you've saved the amount of whatever like CO2 emissions and everything else you've saved that for me is my main motivating factor because I know that's the most that I could possibly be doing being like okay I have not eaten any red meat this week I haven't eaten any chicken haven't eaten any whatever else so I know the things that I've eaten have been way less intense on the planet the way they've been farmed and that climate impact for me is so tangible and I find that really kind of calms my existential dead dread about like the climate related apocalypse coming so also. well when you're looking at Australians yeah well that's the thing it's here for some people but this so. is yeah but this is the thing and this is the argument that because we talked about Australia on that same show and I was just, I made the point that like, we don't experience it and the climate change deniers are like, well, I don't, where's the climate change? I don't Mm. see it. We're not the ones being affected because we're in developed countries. It's the developing countries who are being affected and will, it's going to get to us eventually. I mean, we do see it in some ways. Like, we do, like March, like when is it, when the snow hits in July, people are going to be like, yeah, no, we're not seeing it. This is still fine. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, to the point where people are, and no, it's just not a point where people are dying. Yeah, Yeah. such a rapid pace. Yeah. And animals dying. It's so grim. like Yeah, and Jakarta's underwater as well. Like there's a million other things going on as well as Australia at the moment as well. And it's just because that one is like the most westernized thing. It's the one we hear about like, but I think it's going to turn it into, now I know Trump has his own ideas about World War Three, but the climate crisis will be another world war with the amount of people that will be displaced by that because we've already seen that our attitudes to migrants aren't necessarily how they should be and aren't as welcoming as they should be. But um, there's going to be a huge, huge, huge amount of people displaced by climate change in the near future yeah. um, so it's kind of scary to think about how we're going to deal with that if we already can't deal with the, the few people knocking on our doors in different islands around Ireland yeah it's so grim um, AOC said something on her that's Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez I do not, I don't know if I pronounced her name right she's a US representative um, she's amazing I'm obsessed with her but she made a very good point as well I think just on that topic about the Green New Deal in the wake of Australia whatever else and the tweet was remember when everyone mocked us for saying that fighting climate change is going to take a World War II scale mobilisation well it's already started to happen the question is will we mobilise reactively to, to destruction or will we act proactively for prevention because like oh, I, I honestly with the governments in place in the UK and the US at the moment I really don't see us doing anything worthy enough uh, to even quell the tide never mind reverse it of climate change in any kind of reasonable time frame if people are going to be profit driven and greed driven as kind of our capitalist societies are at the moment 
we're just not going to get there in time. So that's why I'm like all for people doing as much as they can or making any changes that they can themselves. I think that's hugely effective and it will keep you feeling a little bit powerful even in the midst of what can seem like a really overwhelming thing. I feel like we've gone down a dark I know. Here. I <laughs> feel the 30 year clock I'm gonna, taken I'm, away. I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing it back. I don't know if you saw, you mentioned this before we started recording, um, Dan Wooten, he's a reporter oh, for The Sun. Oh God bless his And generally a gal, um, I don't think he listens so I don't care. Um, <laughs> he probably doesn't. I don't care. Um, he's a reporter for The Sun, like the big showbiz head there and basically tweeted after the Golden Globes because they were the Golden Globes they served an exclusively plant-based meal vegan meal and um, looked really nice it was like soup and some other thing Risotto he milk. yeah and he tweeted two photos being like oh basically vegans got mad I'll bring up the tweet but like what do you think about people like that as well just basically being again it's that it's PC gone mad where it's like half the celebs there are probably vegan anyway and also they all got the private jets there as well though. So I'm like, oh yeah. Well, yeah, great that thing as gesture. well. And I, I know your man, whoever the director of the Golden Globes is, it was kind of like, we can't, we can't stand back and watch this and we have to mm. react to it. And I'm like, I don't even want to think about how much energy is involved in putting on an event like that. Yeah. And the waste it probably, like, I mean, I don't know. Have I ever organised a award ceremony? No. Will mm. I ever? Who knows? No, probably not, but... Bandwagon's like, award ceremony. Yeah, the, the Irish Podcast Awards. We signed up to that some night with someone in a pub. Do you remember that? Did we? I did. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Um, yeah, but it's these kind of arguments that you're facing the whole time where it's just like, sorry, have the tweet now. So it's, well, we'll put it on the Instagram. It's, as I said, very nice soup and risotto looking thing. This is the plant-based meal being given to all guests at the Golden Globe Awards this year. No option with meat at all. No choice. Welcome to Hollywood in 2020 where vegan extremists rule. It's soup, Extremist. Dan. It's soup. And he quoted it then because obviously people were like... Like relax your cocks He said Despite our species Being developed over millions Of years to eat meat In fact many scientists argue We wouldn't have become Human beings without such consumption To publicly support Eating it in 2020 Is akin to saying You support the destruction Of the world Wowzers so That's obviously in response oh. To everyone being like Would you ever Just give it a rest Just give it a rest He wasn't even invited though but that's I thought was he's, even funnier He's sitting at home Fuming that he's not there He's fuming and That's the only reason Yeah so many people see the Pierce Morgan business model now and they're like, okay, this is how I'm going to remain. Like, I don't want to be, because I don't know, my parents wouldn't rise to that kind of bait of the whole like, oh, PC gone mad. They wouldn't care. They'd be like, everyone's just out living their lives. But there is an audience I think those people are constantly trying to address and they are trying to get in there and get that reactionary status. Do whatever Katie Hopkins does, yeah. does whatever any of those people do. I don't think half the people who spew all that kind of bile and just crap, to be honest, even believe what they're tweeting themselves. They're just getting themselves all worked up and outraged on in the internet for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. But I thought Maren was very funny because it was the son, I think he writes for, was it? Yeah. Um, and she was being like, oh, funny how um, a chap who spent years shaming women for eating at all is now giving out about what they're going to eat. She <laughs> worded it way more cleverly than that. Said Maren O'Connell. Yeah, tweeted something very oh, funny gosh. about it. I was like, ugh. Yeah, stayed with them though. Um, Scarlet for him. Scarlet for him. And even, you know, James Jordan. Yeah. He was on... Dance with the Stars. Dance, uh, Dance on Ice. Dance and on Ice. Big Brother. Big Brother. He replies, just some reality fool, like, replied as well, being like... He's another... Oh, pure, he was like, abs absolute like BS. Be vegan if you wish, but don't force it upon those who still wish to eat meat. I'll have my steak blue, please. Which is like, I, uh, oh my, like that's not funny. Like if you're if you're going to slag, actually like, I'll have my steak blue. Yeah. Okay, okay. On the flip side, how many years of vegan vegetarians a, not ever had a veggie option yeah. on the menu or a vegan option on the menu? So yeah. there you go, forcing their agenda the other way around. Um, but no, like just... 
Why can't we all just not get into along? It. Not into it. <laughs> um, why do you think then Veganuary is as popular as it is? I think everyone is looking for a really kind of healthy boost to start the year, which is what I was looking for. It's what you were looking for as well to just get in. It's going to make you eat loads of vegetables. And I think that's just a really handy intro for people to do it with. And it's kind of miserable month of the year anyway. Like you're not going out, you're not like eating wine and dine and much. You've kind of spent all your money doing that in December. So it's generally very much a cook at home kind of month. Um, so it's an easy way to reset habits and things like that. So I think it's just taken off that way. And I do think people are looking for ways to eat healthier. And I think people, whether you want to go vegan or vegetarian, whole hog or not at all, excuse the pun, but um, it is a good way to train yourself to eat more vegetables just to give it a go and try a load of cooking like that for a month. So, Is there anything that you miss to play the devil's advocate? Oh, no, I get me. this question all the time. And I used to think I would never be able to live without cheese and all these kind of things. But when they fall out of your diet, it's not like a... I don't know. I don't feel deprived and I don't think I'd be doing it if I do feel deprived. The vegan Ben and Jerry's is better than it the is. non-vegan one. That is, do, I've had do it. Do you ever get ice cream and stuff and you get that kind of skaggy the dairy goopy. thing in your yeah. throat afterwards? My throat's in bits now because I've just had the flu for the last few weeks, but excuse me, but like that isn't. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. There with vegan ice creams, it's incredible everyone says the vegan magnums are the they're exact same so good so, they're the so ex- good everyone's like they're the exact same they could be and non-vegan these and vego bars that. that are like incredible as well now they're a little bit pricey some of the vegan supplement replacement things whatever you call them are a little bit steep um the clonakilty pudding which is vegan which came out a few months ago as well Absolutely incredible. Linda oh. McCartney's rosemary sausages, incredible. See, you could do it. I've done it. Like, I, 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 I do like dip in and out of yeah. like buying vegan bits, but it's just, I don't know, there's something inside of my head that when I sit down to eat, I need to have like, it's just a psychological thing. I just Do you know that Irish meat? thing like, where it's like too, meat, and too, too meat and too veg? Yeah. But my, my our good friend Barra, I remember talking to him when he'd just gone vegetarian and we went out for dinner and I was like, he was like, you just need to push through it. He was like, you will, if you're having a curry, you will look for the chicken. But he's like, after two weeks, you'll, you won't feel the difference anymore. It's just something, it's a psychological thing you just need to push That's through. That's true. I the think. biggest thing for me, and even this is before doing Veganuary, like I haven't bought meat for myself. Like, as I said, my mom makes me lasagnas, stews, <laughs> eat them all. I know, maybe it's just laziness. But I stopped eat, uh, buying meat because I just, I was leaving it. I wasn't, and it's going, and I was like, oh, it's disgusting. And then I was like, do you know what? I can't be arsed. So I stopped buying it. 
and now I don't really miss it and I find it I'll still eat it out but I find even when I get takeaways now I find like curries and stuff and I'm like the chicken I'm like oh, yeah, yeah I, I found that when I was in college I don't know what yeah. it is it's weird I think as well it's so 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 borderline impossible to give yourself food poisoning or anything like that if you are cooking vegetables because I used to hate that like I enjoyed eating chicken and stuff a few years back but like I never enjoyed preparing it yeah. I was always really freaked out by that if there was ever anything that looked like a vein or yeah. anything that I could see was a creature in my thing I was like Ugh, like gagging trying to do it I couldn't do it so I think maybe I was always going to head down that trajectory but I totally get what you mean and maybe that's a way that you will operate going forward that you'll have it as a treat or when you're out or when it's like a special dinner that your mom's made but it just won't be something that you'll do yourself and that'll still be massively reducitarian as they call it so you'd be yeah. saving that I didn't have turkey and ham this Christmas guys did, did you not? not? no why? What did you I don't like it, it. Okay. I had, I, uh, in yeah. fairness, I had like uh, the stuffing with sausage meat. <laughs> That's what that, but, and then like veg. It's just sausages. You're a sausage <laughs> Sausage fiend. <laughs> um, oh, God. Hey, <laughs> we're keeping it in, Shane. We're keeping it in. Um, yeah, but I have, and then I remember Kerry said, try the Linda McCartney sausage rolls. You'll change <gasps> and you'll never go back. My God, they're so good. So I read on the back, it was like, if you wanted to do them vegan, you could do it without without and then if you wanted to do a vegetarian you could uh, wash an egg on, on yeah, it yeah for the glaze so I tried to wash an egg on it and then I put it in the oven and just burnt the earth like there was just a burnt egg all around and they were disgusting but I just but didn't that, cook them properly yeah. I think you need like culinary lessons <laughs> or really something do. I think that's the key issue yeah. here <laughs> yeah you need a crash course yeah who are, are there any accounts or like resources you'd recommend Breed maybe to brush up on her skills Ooh. update her feed or anyone that you look to, even yourself. Um, I enjoy Bosch TV. Following hashtags is great oh, yeah. as well. Um, the Minimalist Baker. I was I feel just like, about, Yeah, I feel like his stuff's mainly vegan. Yeah, I, that was the pasta thing that I made yesterday, myself and Kian, and it was so good. And they really focus on like, they can split it. So if you've like 30 minutes, you want very few ingredients, it's one pot. It's really, really simple stuff. Really, really simple. Because as I said, I was looking at stuff in the Guardian and I was like, oh my God, my head was just melting. Yeah. And then I saw this and it was like, pasta. Do you like Breed? Oh yeah. Um, Pasta. And then you make this like sauce, like this creamy white sauce and you wouldn't think it's vegan. It's honestly so good. I've nothing against vegan food. I just still like meat a little bit. But I, lo- I got the nicest burger my whole life in, there's a vegan place in Galway City. What's Ooh. it called? It's called like... I haven't been out to that one now. I'm going to Google it. Um, RBA. No, we went. No, no, it's, no, I was on a shoot and it has some weird name. Um, but it was the nicest burger I've ever had in my whole life. It, it was, was a Shoots and Roots. I, do, I no, think they mainly so operate in Dublin. They're so gorgeous. Um, but honestly, it was... And now I've been hunting for a nice vegan burger ever since and I cannot find it. I would recommend Shoots and Roots. Yeah, I'm writing that down. The one thing I will say is, like, because whatever you can cook yourself, and uh, eating out I found fine for, like, lunch and stuff, but I was surprised the other day I brought my mom to... My mom was going out. My mom knows I'm doing it. Um, Whatever. And I was like, right, I'll bring her to a lovely food company in Drumcondra. Sorry, but they do all... It was the gourmet offensive. Oh, in Galway. never heard of that. Go down to it if you're living in Galway. Will it's do. lit. I'm going down for my sister's hand. I'll see if we can stick that there in. There you go. Um... What was I saying? And going out for dinner. Going out for dinner. Sorry, yeah. We were going for yeah, brunch. And I was like, lovely food company, they do loads of brunch stuff. They'll like it'll they'll definitely have like avocado on toast, right? So then went in and I mentioned this on diet the diet episode as well. We went in and looked at the menu and it was like all dairy. And now I'm not being mad restrictive about veganuary, like we were out, I had to eat something, I got, got granola, it had yogurt in it. I'm going to presume it wasn't dairy-free, right? But I was just a bit surprised. And as I said on the diet episode, 
I don't understand why it. I don't think it's good enough now for any place to not have one option. And like for do you know, like I under and the other point as well is I understand pe- places that are just like vegan only, but I feel mm. like it should just be a part of your menu and a part of your thinking as opposed to like we need a we need a vegan dish, we need a vegetarian dish. Uh, vegetables and like it's like yeah. okay like there's you can be so creative with food and we've seen it from people online and like i i just i'm i was a bit disappointed now i'm not gonna lie in in the year 2020 year of our lord that is disappointing <laughs> but like i find whenever i've had issues with that and dublin was voted the best place out of like 50 different cities by some travel company to be vegan and to eat out vegan so that is surprising oh. now the places wouldn't even have one option but staff are generally really really nice and accommodating if you do ask for did something. you ask i should have i know asked. it's awkward i didn't want to be like, to be like eh. it was very Sorry, busy this is Fanula. i brought Fanula as a plus one to a wedding do you remember this? And she, the waitress came around and she was like, sorry, what's the vegetarian option? And they were like, oh, it's risotto. And she goes, okay, I'll have the chicken. Oh, that's <laughs> And there she was like, and everyone at the table was just like, why did she ask? And she was just like, I just wanted to know. Yeah. Well, well, I did. Yeah. Well, I went to a wedding once and I think pretty much all three of the vegetarian courses were fruit salads I was like a fruit bowl running around by the end of it it's ridiculous so there is some places and I found now they've caught up a lot last year but the fancy places initially were the worst yeah they would look at you with 10 heads I was in one place that shall not be named but uh, I asked for a vegan option they came back three different waiters being like is the fish okay is the fish okay I was like no it's not really literally yeah Yeah, and then they kind of got it and they brought a nice curry thing eventually it was nice it was like it looked like the stuff the condiment drawer of your fridge there's like a few olives and like a sprig of thin broccoli in what was essentially a bowl of curry but like it was grand and it was vegan and it was fine I wasn't gonna complain and then they brought out the dessert and it was like lovely sorbet because they're like is the sorbet okay I was like absolutely perfect kind of thought the cotton down and they brought out like a bed of white chocolate I was like ah we're getting there but like again not gonna waste food not gonna throw it back because food waste is as bad carbon emission wise and everything else like that and climate wise as just not eating vegan so we're better off just to like make do yeah that's the thing so as well that's what Sheena my housemate was doing for, was well, for a while as well she was a freegan which is basically if she got food free she'd eat it so there you go good way to be oh, I yeah. like that one do you know I like that yeah to an extent because I did get meat spiked just before Christmas yeah tell us yeah, about that it was the only time it's happened actually which is quite surprising because I thought it happened a lot more um, but I had been trucking along well for almost two years in my vegan journey and I was eight in a place on South William Street and I got the lovely new vegan menu went in to try it was really excited to try it I was catching up with a mate um, it was gyozas so they were covered so you can't see what's in them and I'd ordered Yum. the vegan ones yeah oh. chomped straight in it was not vegan it was chicken in the first one so I was like okay um, like spat it back out and like asked sent it back waiter didn't really get what's going on I was like oh it's not vegan um, so then they came out again like really confidently put the Did thing down went off slowly spit it back onto your plate like Really kinda, dramatically I'd, like uh. I'd wanted to try it because it was a new vegan menu so I thankfully hadn't hoofed it in as I would normally like to yeah. a plate of stuff so I was like had it in my nice taste and I was just kind of like <laughs> back we spit go. it into the waiter's Rewind, hand flip reverse it <laughs> um, so yeah and then they brought out the next one and then the next one I was like assumed I was like they're not going to get around twice they've just launched a new vegan menu like yeah. they couldn't possibly not know what's going on to that extent and swallowed a lump of red meat then I was like <gasps> in disbelief at the thing I was like what 
God. And said it again and still no reaction in the kind of way like if you'd done that with peanuts to someone like mm, I'm yeah. lucky it's not an allergy I don't have to worry if someone gives me meat like I'm not going to vomit anywhere I was kind of worried I would vomit there because I hadn't had meat in two years but I didn't thankfully but like I'd just be very concerned from an allergies point of view if that was someone with peanuts or really bad dairy intolerance or anything that people are being that lackadaisical with stuff um, now because like that was a vegan option and then given yeah. two pure meat. How bits. did they do it twice? Like I don't know. I, I was always like, are they trying? That's why I was like, they're trying to spike. There's a hidden camera. Yeah, There's a hidden camera. Literally trying to see if I was going to like freak out or anything. I didn't in the end. I probably should have. I've seen people now. Oh yeah. People um, who are like halal and stuff and like bite into pork things. I've seen stories about that in the last week or two about people going mad about that. Like so it's, I'm lucky in that it's just a personal preference. There's no religious yeah. belief there. There's no deep seated allergies or anything more personal than just I choosing not to do it so I don't have to worry too much are you leading the charge in terms of your family and stuff or any of them vegetarian or vegan my brother was veggie before I was vegan and my mom was veggie until she was pregnant with me and then she got really anemic and she went back to eating meat and then she would have done a little bit of veggie cooking when we were growing up and she loves doing it now so my dad is the only one left in the house that eats meat my mom would have a little bit of fish once a week with him and so through my brother going veggie, my mom started doing more veggie cooking and then through me going vegan, there is a little bit more done there now. We're not really at home ever anymore. He doesn't live there. Um, I'm barely at home from one end of the week to the next, but it would be, I'd say about 95% of the cooking done in the house now would be vegan, which is class. So. That's so cool. That is yeah. very good. My mom's it's like bullying me. I'm like, this time next year, I'm probably going to be vegetarian. And she's like, would you ever shut up? <laughs> shut up and eat your burger. Good old Siobhan. Yeah, I was going to do like... um like hot Brussels sprouts for oh yeah like oh, not deep fried like air fried Brussels sprouts but um didn't bother this year can only imagine I feel like my dad would love it my dad would love the challenge if I came home I was like make me a nut loaf now I was like, like he'd be like alright two weeks before <laughs> okay. Christmas I was like nut roast nut roast nut roast they would not get me one brilliant like. honest to god the Marks and Spencers one I know you can like really overcomplicate things with all that Christmas dinner stuff um, caramelised onions absolutely do oh, I think it's Darina Allen's god. or Delia Smith's recipe I can't remember but like I caramelised onions for the first time the other night heaven it's like I saw through time it was so good and one of uh, my boyfriend's mom did this thing this year called a beet wellington. I've saw a few oh. of them on Instagram. I yeah, I saved a load on Pinterest. It looked like loads of hassle, and then obviously I had the flu for the whole of Christmas, so it's like horizontal, couldn't make one. She made one. It was incredible. Chowing down it and Stephen said, "It's like oh, because it's still got like all the pastry, and then the middle of it looks like a beef Wellington, but it's all with the beet stuff, and I think Beyond Burger kind of mincey stuff, nice. all like packed in the middle, but like loads of flavor, mushrooms in it as well. So so good." My what? dad did uh, spice bag flavoured roast potatoes. Were they nice? Oh. I'm in to ask about it that. It smelled incredible. I was like, I walked into the kitchen. I was like, I smell spice bags. <laughs> it was Christmas dinner. Like, I was like, what's going on? And he was like, it's a secret. It's a secret. They were incredible. There wasn't my mad flavour off the taste. But was it just like a... Like just a one of the shakers. Oh, yeah. Over, before they went in the oven. There you go. That sounds glorious. Is it vegan? Probably. Probably, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Special K is vegan. Like, do you know what kind of... It's just it tastes like cardboard yeah. these days though. I checked the ingredients the other day. Like, there, oh no, this is one of the really weird ones. So this is the thing. I don't research things as heavily as I did because I drove myself to men to start most cereals if they're fortified with whatever vitamin it is. Vitamin D, I think most Oh, I'll tell her this, Vanilla. Sheep's I haven't wool. eaten this yet, but... The vitamin D what? that they put in the cereal comes from sheep's wool. Yeah, there is banana stuff that makes stuff not vegan. So one of the main reasons in Ireland, like you can cut your shopping real short without having to read through everything all the time is basically if stuff says it's suitable for vegetarians 
and you can't see any obvious ingredient in bold that makes it not suitable for vegans as well. It's usually because it's made in the same factory that like potatoes because we exactly. spoke about this if before. they make stuff with cheese in it then they can't label it vegan because it could be contaminated with cheese um, but the vitamin D the fortified cereal comes from sheep's wool I don't but know how that works that's insane but it's that's even with like because as I said like I was day one into January thinking I was like the dog's bollocks went in because the cleaner gets the cleaner in our work brings in like biscuits and jellies of a Friday oh. um, divine and like muscle memory I was like Ugh! had three digestives in my hand and two of the watermelon jellies and I'd eaten the jellies and then coughed because like there's bee like I don't know for definite, but I it would be safe to assume that there's beef gelatin in that, which yeah. is disgusting when you think about it, and tapped, because that's not one of the things where you'd be like, there's going to be meat or veg in this. I put the digestives back, which killed me, but I did it. The so. really sadistic one is that there's actually pigs in Percy Pigs. Uh, they do have vegan or veggie ones now. I think they, they launched do. a few they months ago, ones. but like when I noticed that, I was like, oh, my You're life is a Percy. Yeah. How dare sad. you? Yeah. How dare you? Oh. It's my Greta Thunberg voice. Other oh, really weird ones as well. Like the, Don't rip Greta on this episode. I like her. Of all of them. She's my guy. Sharon. <laughs> Sharon. 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 But yeah, there's other really weird ones like um, some of the flavouring of jellies and sweets and stuff like that is beetles. Crushed up beetles. That's <laughs> how they get the colours. So yeah. Oh yeah. There's really, really strange things. Oh. Things oh in God. things, and then parmesan isn't even vegetarian if it's made properly because the way they process the parmesan, if it's like the proper ones, they use fish spleens or something in some Ooh. part of the recipe. But yeah, because wasn't that the thing with Guinness as well that it yeah. wasn't vegan? It was good. It had to be run through fish guts before. Yeah, so, so they stopped so doing real. that. But they stopped doing that now. So don't worry about yeah, Jenny. Totally vegan. Get your vitamin yeah, G, guys. Planes. So as a vegan, do you watch like I'm a Celeb or any of those? I do. Or what's your view on that? As a showbiz reporter, I do. I'd never watched it kind of before. I needed to watch it for work. Um, I think there was a vegan on it this year who did all the challenges. That's what I always think. Adele. I feel like yeah, yeah. Didn't we ask? We talked about this on the I'm a Celeb episode. I didn't see her get different food or anything though. Maybe she did. Apparently she just did all the challenges. Maybe it's like fair play to her. I don't know if fish guts and like maggots. I think you'd either. She did have to do that. God, that would be so grim. I think you would just have to, if you're going to do it, they're they're probably going to be like, yeah, they're going to be like, listen, we they're not going to get yeah, you're either yeah. You can't, it's like going in there and going like, oh, I actually have a bad back so I'm going to need like an orthopedic mattress <laughs> in the jungle like because so. what's the equivalent for a vegan teeth there do you know what I mean yeah yeah Interesting. Here's this disgusting that. mushroom. Yeah. Uh, that said, actually, you could <laughs> be like, here's a lump of mold. Like vomit oh. fruit. Uh, who, Jack Remington tweeted the other day saying that he had seen a tweet comparing the texture of mushrooms to earlobes. Not you wrong. You can't ruin mushrooms for me. I Sorry. honestly love, I love No, 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 you just can't. I love them too much. They don't taste like earlobes. I, the texture <laughs> freaks me out. Love mushroom soup. I love, I'm a texture person. Okay. Freaks me out. Someone is listening to this and having a banger listening to us talk about this. Did you eat the kiwi skins? No, but I wouldn't be a kiwi person anyway. Okay. You shouldn't eat those though, should you? No, you can't. I think the fibre in them. Yeah, I think I used to be like, eh, when my brother and my dad literally ate them like an apple at the thing's hole and now I can do it and I'm like, oh. There you go. What would your death row meal be? Oh, mac and cheese is springing to mind. Oh, mac and cheese. I feel like there would be mushrooms in that. There would be about 10 full bulbs of garlic. Um, I'd probably rise myself from the dead then and be like, oh, yeah. garlic coming up, like Dracula oh. coming through. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to stick with a mac and cheese. You can do that vegan as well. There's these amazing, um, like, single soya things or some Alpro little like half size carton thing um, and they're amazing for making it like any really thick creamy sauces like they're so so good 
Um, I got my nutritional yeast there in uh, oh. Bar because I didn't have any last night. You're I felt like I was like the sauce was just missing that like mm, ping yeast. of cheese. That yeast, yeah. <laughs> yeast. Give me that yeast. <laughs> um, so excited to try that. Um, yeah, I suppose. Do you have any other advice for anyone else? And I, where do you see the future of veganism going as well? Or what do you think's next? I think what can we expect? people will chill out with being like, all or nothing like I think it'll move to the way I know there's loads of um, different Irish bloggers and different people chatting about Nadia Daily Self saying like a lot of these people are bringing like a load of aggression upon themselves by labelling themselves and then breaking the label or listing 20 million exceptions and stuff like that whereas if they just didn't label their eating and just kept it as a personal thing yeah then they wouldn't have an issue and they could just do what they want to do so I think it probably will go more in that direction where like everyone I feel like is only getting more educated about food all the time as like all these kind of conversations arise which is brilliant but I think ultimately everyone will decide for themselves what suits themselves best um or we'll all just keep eating loads of takeaways because they keep giving them to us they're lovely um all the vegan options of them but yeah so I think it'll go that way and I think hopefully in time to save the planet? I don't know. Fingers crossed. <laughs> if the planet doesn't go on fire, World War Three probably. And I think if you are trying to go vegan as well, um, it can be a big shock for your digestive system initially. So you might notice like a few weeks in, might be a lot of turbulence. Um, so just power through that and your body will get used to the amount of fibre and then you'll be laughing. You will have... Yeah, never look back. Yeah, your digestive system, your bowel system, everything will thank you forevermore and you'll just be living life having loads of energy and clear skin. Oh, Amazing. Clear skin. Are you going to give it a bash, Breed? I, uh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> you know that meme that ticked... What's the, the vine? Mm, well... well Kombucha girl. Kombucha girl. Brittany Broski. I definitely, because I went to a kinesiologist and she told me to try cut out gluten and dairy. So with the dairy, I tried a lot of vegan like cheeses and stuff. And like nearly everything I tried was as nice, if not nicer than the regular version. I need to bring you to, we need to go to Vegan Sandwich Company. You need to have the breakfast baths. Oh yes. There we go. And And they are. If if you're going for brunch with your mom again, go to Virginity on Dorset Street because they are the most incredibly creative people with vegan food. It's so impressive. And they're one of the only places, and this is another annoying thing about a lot of places, they're the only place that reflects the price of how much cheaper it is to just work with vegetables and everything else like that in the menu. So loads of people are like, it's 17, 18 quid for a vegan curry. And you're like, there is no need. Whereas they've got like really, really good price points yeah. for incredibly creative food. Cool. Mark and Maybe all we'll and they're deadly. There. there you go. Maybe we should. I would yeah. recommend. If I could get a nice vegan breakfast roll, I think I'd be all right. A nice vegan spice bag. There, there we, we go. go. Is that achievable? I think so. I know a okay. lot of people have, oh, there's some places that do vegan spice bags. We might have to investigate. Interesting. Sam mm. Pearson, get on that. Get on that, Sam. Um, right, I suppose it's oh, time, time, for our, it. time for our first mini bandwagons of 2020. Yeah. We I need to come up with a song for that. Cause I that was, was going to make a jingle. I was going to surprise you with it. I cleaned <sighs> the fridge out instead. I've ruined the surprise. Uh, next week. Next week. What do, we, what do we have up first, Breed? I got onto our patrons for some suggestions um, because I didn't know whether to reflect on things that have happened since the three weeks that we've recorded or to go with things that are upcoming. So they wanted us to talk about don't fuck with cats and you on Netflix, which everyone was bet into. Yes, over Christmas. Did I you watch either? No, no. I, oh, I feel like I will say now. You I won't feel, like don't fuck with cats. Don't do it. They're so. I imagine we're speaking to people now, and they've all li- watched either of them. But if you haven't, don't fuck with cats needs to be top 
top of your list now whether you're into true crime or any you it it's the most mind-blowing story that i cannot believe i didn't know yeah i don't know if you're gonna give like a primer of it or anything i don't want to give any details I, away because i it will ruin the story and also not because it's so mad the one thing i will say is i know a lot of people are concerned in terms of scenes of whether there's scenes of animal abuse there's there are, nothing a there little are, bit but it's not i personally thought it was going to be worse but i know Rachel, my brother's girlfriend, she is a veterinary nurse. watch it? She Jesus. hasn't She's watched on the it. She works for the cat hospital, which you might have seen on RT1. She is a legend. Um, but she was asking me about it and I was like, look, I'd imagine you, you'd be the type of person that would probably still find it quite upsetting. But nothing is explicitly shown. Yeah. But it is heavily implied so you put That's it on your you'd put it on your story before i'd gotten around to watching it and you were like oh you know the first episode's kind of bad but the rest are fine and i was like i watch like the darkest true crime things that fanula has no interest in won't watch i was like if fanula thought this was grand i'm gonna think it's grand it shook me like it was oh no i had to turn it off one night because i was like i i can't sleep with this the re just the stuff that's implied is just so upsetting and then they show the visuals and it's just like, it's not like a podcast where you don't have to see it. I will say is they, those scenes it's are so confined fun. to the first episode as well. Yeah, the first episode is Can the worst for that. Can you skip the first episode and still enjoy it? No. <laughs> okay. Well, I, you'll miss a lot of the story. There's a handy infograph going around of the markers of where the abuse is that I'm pretty sure you can skip and you don't miss that yeah. much of the rest of the story. Oh, yeah. Um, I think I'd be up for it now just I remember reading the description and then seeing the warnings about that on social media and I was so emotionally unstable that I couldn't watch anything remotely serious I was so sad and teary with the flu that I had to watch Klaus instead and I still cried honestly through that entire film yeah I want to watch Klaus (laughs) be prepared Um, Um, so very very good yeah Yeah. basically it's a group of internet sleuths track down a murderer and they catch him before the police ever do basically or they they figure yeah. out who they solve it before the police ever do is that and then other stuff happens other which you st- can't a, even a lot share. of other like, stuff happens but i'm not going to get into it just watch it it's a mad story i think the ending is a bit like <sighs> sanctimonious and that won't make sense until you watch it but it's only three episodes they're an hour long you'll blitz through it but be in a good mindset mind yourself yeah maybe don't watch it as like an act of self-care like <laughs> watch it Maybe watch with someone else as well. Yeah. I watch with other people and that's why... Yeah, I, I watched it alone in the dark. It wasn't a good yeah, idea. Yeah, don't do that. Um, what's next, Breach? You, you, did you watch You? I've started season one with a with a view to finishing it. I watched <laughs> Enjoying them, it so far. It came out on Stephen's Day. I had it done the 27th. I started watching it with my sister, but she just wasn't quick enough. Um, what is that about? It's Penn Badgley, who you know from Gossip Girl. He plays Joe. Yeah, he plays a stalker who's very charming, very handsome. Um, very handsome. Too handsome. Too handsome, too charming, but a complete and other sociopath psychopaths like he it's all about like social media and how he can he's found out everything about this girl he wants to fall in love with them all through online resources would you say yeah um and kind of tries to win her over that way um it's really creepy and so like it could absolutely happen if there was someone that twisted out there yeah when it kind of highlights really how accessible our information is online but, yeah uh, my friend meg described it as good popcorn for the eyes which i would agree with like it's very <laughs> what does that mean some of it you'd be bang. like you'd be like this is <laughs> bang bang you'd be like this is absolutely ridiculous but i found it quite an easy watch and want i want to know what happens next yeah that's it i'm on episode two i'm of the first season yeah yeah, yeah. So, so season Listen, two season I, two came out in stevens is I'm, I'm going at my own pace right yeah no you do that I'm it's very very pace. good stick with it it's class um another shout out is for a new podcast by our good friend vic and davina <laughs> friends <laughs> i was gonna say friend because i don't really know davina but yes uh, friend of the pod victoria secret and her pal 
Davina Devine have started up their own podcast. Yes. Petty little things. You can listen to it on all good podcast listening platforms. Yeah. I caught up on them yesterday. I haven't listened yet. I'm going to be honest. Sorry, Vic. Because she lives in Spanwagon. It's very busy Christmas. But I will. I promise. No, I caught up on them yesterday and I moved into a new house and they were like, hey, have you listened to Petty Little Things yet? I was like, I'm going to be just fine here. Um, But they, it's really funny. They're gas. And Victoria interviews her mom in the second episode about like what it's like to be the mother of a drag queen and it's just very interesting they just have the chats it's like this but for it's people like this, are big but, people. but two biological and, women yeah but with actual women um and then finally dancing with the stars is back guys <laughs> i said i was gonna watch this year but i've already missed the first episode i i caught it up uh, on the player today I watched it live while everyone else is at work go on make a make a prediction now who's oh, gonna win it's gonna be Lottie Ryan and your man from Fair City in the Ryan top Andrews. three Ryan Andrews Ryan Andrews I don't disagree and possibly the Kilkenny Hurler what's his name I, yeah I think the Gavo cannot be underestimated Aidan Fogarty yes yes. and he's actually decent he's really really good he's For, the did he get the highest score this ever no that no. was Ryan highest score ever yesterday yeah. in a first episode Ryan was class though because the girls haven't danced yet Oh. It was only the boys. So you're actually not that far behind. Oh, so I could. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I might. It's only the one episode. I want Mary Kennedy to win. She's stunning. She well. looked incredible. Didn't she's she? in the same little like, I did, thing. I did watch a couple of clips from her and she's not great, but I love her. No, so much. but she's gorgeous. She's up there beside Glenda Gilson and she's like as oh, good looking as Glenda. Giving, like. She's giving it loads. The legs. Like, she should like um, she, get her to the semis. Who's it that said get her to the semis? I think Myrna O'Connell said get her to the semis again, but we're just all about Myrna today. Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, and Lottie Ryan. Is her, she's, she's going to be good dancer. she teaches hip hop classes as does Ryan Andrews I think yeah, he's a, he teaches pantos performer, so. he was in pantos and stuff for 15 years now I think yeah been, yeah I think he's been you doing one that he does it, for 15 like, years it was what? similar to your man last year Johnny Ward oh yeah, yeah. who was so, impeccable what is uh, are you covering it this year I am yeah I didn't have to go up yesterday because I was on an editing shift but I'm usually backstage every week so oh my God, class. I'd be so jealous in depth knowledge of it it's great crack being yeah. up there like it really is and then yesterday we caught them out being very bold on the thing they were all standing up after Aiden had just done his dance so they're chatting away to Nikki Byrne there and when the lads sack tapped uh, what's his head John Nolan who won it last year on live TV and oh he's like <laughs> trying to like keep it together but yeah very skittish messing from the lads on the first night yeah, back it seems like so. such good crack who do you um, think's gonna win who do you want to win oh would you do it Brian Dowling Brian was gas. Think it'd be gas. Would I do it if I was asked? I yeah. told her she has to say no so they could Why? ask me. Okay. <laughs> like, you know, like Michelle Visage does it because RuPaul won't do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what Brilliant. we're striving Brilliant. for. You could go in as like a duo. They haven't done that yet. Yeah, female like, and female. Like, I mean, they did same-sex couple and that's not nice. Yeah. yeah. Thruple. Courtney Act in Australia. <laughs> it's just some lad <laughs> flinging the two of us around the dance floor doing the fucking Macarena or something. Um, I, I'm going to say Brian Dowling just to be... Cause, uh, yeah, just because... Good to track go, record. To say something that you haven't said. Okay. Also, very good track record mm. with... Who do you Randy want to TV. Uh, ooh... Um, I think Father Ray Father oh, Ray Do you know who, the song sorry, he Who was to? he before this Like show me the No idea who he is The he's, singing priest he's he's a a really When did singer. he sing He oh, was is five he the years one ago? That vir- He went viral Yeah He, he was like, like 72 the, million views He was one of the first Big like viral videos In Ireland That's it There's That's literally it And he's on the show Wearing a sequined Do you know what he danced I love it Last night was What was the song It's going to be like a prayer Or something No it was a light Or something It was like When you die And you me to rest I'm going to go And it The floor was clouds the background was clouds he was in a white sparkly suit I need to it watch this oh my so god so funny 
Um, not a great dancer. I <laughs> no, but a very lovely singer. Well, he got eight in total. So yeah. he's the lowest. Ah, yeah. God, yeah. that's grim. Poor yeah. Father A. But he's having a good time. Lord, not on his side. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah. Sorry, who do you think's going to win? Uh, I'm going to call Lottie now. I just find myself really rooting for her. Mm. Even though I know she's a good dancer anyway, but I just yeah. really... I I she just queen. wants it. Like. I think Aidan's Gavo could make it very... Like, That's the only yeah. thing. Yeah. Poxy tight-knit communities. Mm. Anyway. Um, thanks so much again for listening. Please consult your doctor and do your research because <laughs> we're just wagons who want to chat about things. Food. And veganuary. Um, I've been Fanula. I've been breed. Um, you can I've find also us. Been Fanula. You've also been Fanula. I was about to cut you the bloody hell off. I'm so sorry. Peter, would you want it? Where can people find you? Um, Instagram, I suppose. Fanula Warren. She's a, like, I'm not messing. The busiest woman in show business. Whenever we see her, she's running around with like a little light and a camera and everything and just running from one thing to the next uh, a great <laughs> resource on all things sustainability as well if you're like myself and uh, off the fast fashion yeah. um, and just in general uh, you've been a guiding light for many including us so yeah. thanks so much for joining it's us drastically overstated but thank <laughs> you it's true um, yes thank you so much for joining us find her on Instagram if you want to find us find us yeah um, we're on Instagram Bandwagons Podcast we're on Twitter Bandwagons Podcast if you want to support us on Patreon Bandwagon's podcast. <laughs> We've got some cool things coming up that we haven't finalised, but will be coming very soon. But otherwise, you will get your bonus episode each month. Remember, you get drunk and talk about the things that you want us to talk about, which is very exciting. And um, you can find all those links in the link in our Instagram bio or via simple Google search. Did I miss anything else, Bree? No, I think you're good. Um, For yeah. the email, Johnny. <laughs> We're not doing that anymore. Oh, you just please, so, someone email us, please, just so I can prove Breed wrong. Um, <laughs> thanks so much. We'll see you again next week. Rate, review, subscribe, poke us on Facebook. <laughs> Goodbye and God bless. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.